Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Collins Hill Football Podcast. I'm your host, John Miller, with head coach Drew Swick. Coach Swick, feels pretty good to get that win on Friday night, doesn't it? Always a better weekend in prep when you have a win under your belt. Yes, sir. Eagles scored 22, and the Mountain View Bears were held to 14, and uh, not a lot of yards on offense. Um, they really kind of busted a few long plays on us, but uh, one of our guys, Chase Nash, I think on two carries had close to like 115, 120 yards and a touchdown. He was pretty impressive, wasn't he? Yeah, we had a new uh, formation that we uh, we came out with, uh, split back, you know, and putting him at running back. You know, you go back to his ninth grade year, that's, you know, how I, how I came up, you know, watching him. And, you know, he ended up taking the first one, set the tone on offense, and ended up scoring a 70-yard touchdown to start the uh, drive. And uh, you look at his overall production, you know, unbelievable. Two carries, you know, 112, 115 yards with the touchdown. Ended up coming out, got a little uh, little injury at the end. Um, but, you know, the way that he just set the tone, it, it set the tone for the rest of the day for our offense. You know, a lot of rain, um, which kind of prevented us throwing the football. But, you know, late in the game, we ended up finding uh, Elijah Patillo with a uh, gangster, which we call it. And uh, it's a stutter and go. And, Perfect dot throw by uh, T.J. Wilcox, and you look at the overall production on the offense. Every time we don't turn the ball over, you know we've come up with uh, multiple points and scores and uh, a win. You know on Friday night, you also got to be pretty proud of your defense, uh, who bowed their necks a lot in that game. Really kind of relied on the defense to keep that really difficult uh, and effective Mountain View rush offense um, limited on their ground and their ability to. Um, you know, really be effective against us. They did bust a couple of them long, but we knew that was going to happen. Talk to talk to us about your defense. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, coming into the game, we knew they wanted to run the ball. You know, they're about 70, 78% run versus pass. And, uh, you know, you throw the rain in the mix, they threw the ball three times, and, uh, you know, we shut the pass down for the most part. I think they got one fourth and four, which extended the drive and actually ended up leading to a touchdown. But, um, you know, defense, I mean, our defense is on fire. You know, we got we got dudes that have been playing in the system for a long time now. We got a bunch of uh, veteran guys as well as uh, some young guys that are balling out each and every Friday. And, you know, you look at your middle linebackers, Cortez Hayes and Javion Hatch, you know, those dudes are the Bash brothers. Talked about them early on in the year. Um, but they take it seriously, and they make all the calls. They make all the checks to get us in the right spot. And then you look up front, you know, you got the big boys up front with Deuce Geralds, Nick Igberry. Um, you got Cottrell Webb, and then you throw in J.J., uh, uh, Joshua Johnson and Nigel Gist, you know, in the mix. And then, you know, we added uh, Stephen Bargelo, who's actually uh, the defensive player of the game. And that was his first career start on varsity. And, you know, I couldn't have been more happy watching him, you know, ball out there and, and making plays and just having fun. That was the difference. You know, our kids had fun. We ended up creating two turnovers, one at the very end. Um, we had two fumbles that uh, they caught, you know, called down inside their own 15. And, you know, if they uh, they make the right call there, we end up with 14 more points and get, you know, a bunch of our guys on the bench in the game, which is what I always want to try to do. So, uh, you know, defensively, very, very proud of them and uh, love our kids. You know, offense, defense, special teams. You look at Philip Bonacci, unbelievable job, too, in the rain, kicked a 40-yard field goal. And, you know, just, a, you know, all three phases of the game, everybody was just on point, and uh, it, was also, it, was, it was a lot of fun on the sideline. Yeah, it looked like it was a lot more fun uh, on the ride home for sure. And then uh, you have your 24-hour rule. Enjoy Saturday with the win. And then Sunday is kind of coming and get ready for business for the number one team of the state. Mill Creek is coming to Collins Hill High School. 
Uh, this is kind of an interesting opportunity, um, beating the old number one team of the state, Buford Wolves, mm-hmm. in a thriller, which I'd like to point out ESPN had to cut away from with 20 seconds left to go to watch an NBA preseason they game. Did. They, uh, did. We did, uh, they did get tweeted at by J.J. Watt, so thanks, J.J. <laughs> Watt, for watching some great uh, high school football. ESPN, shame on you. Shame on you, ESPN, for turning off football for basketball. Nobody wanted to watch that. Uh, but that's besides the point. But we've got the number one team in the state rolling in. Um, we know who Mill Creek is. We've played them, I think, every year for the last 15, 20 years. Um, they're a heck of a football team, disciplined, big, strong. Um, they're going to come in and uh, try to bully us around. Um, what's the message to the kids this week? Yeah, message to the kids this week is, uh, again, going 1-0, focus on them. You know, again, you know, we got three games left with Mill Creek, Central, and Decula. Um, this is a home game, so, again, you know, we always want to defend the hill, but, you know, we talked about being physical, starting off physical. You know, we talked about, you know, if you come out soft and you allow them to push you around, then they're going to be able to do what they want. But, uh, you know, this week of practice, we've had a great week of practice. Um, starting Monday off, you know, really, really good. Um, you know, you look at today, communication unbelievable in the secondary and all the way up to the front. And then offensively, you know, I think we maybe had one drop ball today and, you know, a lot of touchdowns thrown and, and quarterbacks hitting hitting their mark. And, again, when, when practice is like that, when kids are, you know, balling out and making plays, practice is a whole lot more fun. It goes by very, very quick. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited for uh, Friday. Got a bunch of people coming in. You know, we got some uh, special events going on, and we're excited about that. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for Friday, and neither can these boys. I, uh, I heard a little bit of a rumor that a, uh, a Collins Hill legend is coming back to the field. Oh, yeah. Taylor the, Heineke. Uh, the Taylor Heineke, mm-hmm. uh, one of the most prolific passers in the state of Georgia, currently uh, NFL quarterback uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, is going to be joining us. Um, what do you think we put, put on a show for that guy? Open up that air raid offense a little bit and start slinging it around the field. You know he still uh, he still has the uh, the thing from the the golf tournament where he gets to call the first play. So we need to make sure we do that. You know, and uh, super excited to have him there. I think he was supposed to come back for Buford, but he ended up coming. You know, he's going to be here for Mill Creek, and uh, you know, one hundred four seven the fish is going to be there as well. We did a pre recording, you know, last week for that. Um, I got to bring Cortez Hayes, Chase Nash, and uh, T.J. Wilcox um, up there with me, and that was a, a lot of fun and. You know, uh, you know, it's going to be airing Friday morning on 104.7 The Fish, and uh, couldn't be more happy and more excited for all those guys. Yeah, it's awesome, the, uh, the exposure that our kids are getting this year. Um, more than anything, what's your message to Eagle Nation as, uh, as, we, as some people kind of look at this, and, and they may be doubting us right now? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have that all the time. You know, you look at our record, and nobody's going to give us a shot. And, uh, you know, the only people that, that think we can win and know we can win is the guys within our field house. And, you know, that's that's how it's always been at Collinsville, in my opinion. You know, people have always looked overlooked us. And, you know, you got to be the underdog, and that's what our kids want to be. But, again, you got to come out physical. you got to come out tough, and you got to execute. But, uh, you know, one person I do want to shout out because uh, she doesn't get a lot of recognition is uh, Rachel Essington. So Rachel Essington, you know, she had a birthday um, last week, and uh, we just want to make sure that we tell her happy birthday again so she gets that recognition. But uh, John Miller, Rachel Essington, Dom, we appreciate all y'all do. You know, Dr. Traub, um, you know, all the crew that you have, we just want to say thank you. And uh, Eagle Nation, make sure you come out and support us on Friday night. Well, speaking of support, we have to thank our sponsor for this podcast, Grandma's Pizza off Lawrenceville, Swanee Road, and Duluth Highway. We want to thank you guys for hosting us for our podcast. You guys are awesome. Coach Wick, we're going to come back to you. Um, but next up, we're going to bring up our players of the game. Yes, sir. Nash. <laughs> 
our offensive player of the game, Chase Nash, senior wide receiver, running back, tailback. Probably have him play quarterback if he needed to. Damn, he the kid would block for you if you asked him to. He does absolutely everything that that we ask him to do in this offense. We uh, kind of you had a weird game, kind of a weird, weird, strange game where you you go off the first play from scrimmage. You house an 80-yard touchdown. We're freaking out, and then the next thing we know, you're kind of hanging out on the sideline next to me. What's going on? Um, so I had my second carry, I had got a jet sweep, but I had uh, tweaked my hamstring a little bit, so I kind of felt like a little pull. But I didn't want to, like, you know, rush anything, so I kind of let trainers know they took care of me, and hopefully we'll be back soon. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a. Uh you know, kind of a, a weird thing. You you go off for two carries. You have, God, 120, 125 yards and a touchdown. Yes, sir. You know, I, I'd pick you up on my fantasy team, <laughs> but you're questionable for Friday. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He's playing on Friday, guys. We're going to scratch that out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you freaking balled out that game, man. Had you had a full game, you, you probably would have had 200-something plus yards, a couple more touchdowns. And just, I mean, it was fun watching you do your thing, man. It's always fun watching a senior like you do your thing. Uh, talk to us about the preparation for the week. Um, you know, Coach always talked about it. He said, don't underestimate any opponent. Don't look over anybody. You got to go one and know every week. So we treated them like they were a championship caliber team. So we came in there, set the tone, and we handled business. That's how it was supposed to be. And to me, that shows respect that we have for Mountain View. We know Mountain View is a good program. they got good football players over there. Oh, and, and, and I think when you take a, a team seriously like that and you don't overlook them, I think that shows respect to that team. Wouldn't you say so? Yes, sir. And, you know, credit to them. They, they fought their freaking tails off. And they kept it close, and our defense ended up closing it out in the game by getting, a, a, I think it was a fourth, a fourth down turnover. Yeah. Give it back to the offense. And, and then the most beautiful play in all sports. Victory. What's that? Victory. Take Absolutely. Deal. Victory formation. Yes, sir. Well, what do you think about uh, the upcoming game uh, against Mill Creek, the new number one team in the state? Uh, I don't really care about rankings, but if we come in with the same mindset we had against Mountain View, we should handle business, you know, come in one and know. Like, we ain't scared of no name. We don't worry about no ranking. If we just play our brand of football, we should be good. I love the confidence, Chase. We're looking forward to seeing you out there on the field on Friday. Thank you. Looking forward to you. Keep getting healthy. Yes, sir. And up next, our defensive player of the game, sophomore linebacker, Steven Bargelo. Steven, come on down. Welcome to the podcast. Sophomore, outside linebacker, playing the star position, the most athletic linebacker on the field, Steven Bargelo. You, uh, last year you were a pretty special kid on the freshman team. Yes, Got sir. a lot of playing time this year on JV. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, guess what, kid? First varsity start, you're going to be playing against Mountain View, one of our rivals. You go out there and you get defensive player of the game. Were you expecting that out of yourself? Well, really, I was just expecting myself to play how I usually play. So, honestly speaking, I was pretty nervous to start. But as soon as I got in the game, everything just went away. What's the biggest difference going from the JV level to the varsity level? Everything is much faster, much faster all around. Yeah. Um, and what were your stats? You had like I think you had like two sacks. 
you probably had a half dozen tackles and I think a couple TFLs. Yeah. You were really doing a good job setting that edge. Um, what's the key for you playing outside linebacker, playing that star position? For those of you who don't know, you have two outside linebackers in 3-4 defense where you have the boundary, which is the short side of the field, and then you have the field side, which is the wider side of the field. You're playing on the wider side of the field, which means you've got the responsibility to, to cover backs out of the backfield, maybe press up against some wide receivers, and to really make sure that that edge is being set. Yes, sir. So you're a little bit more, you're a little bit quicker, a little bit, a little bit more of a shifty guy. You're out, you're obviously not afraid of contact. What's your mentality out there? Really, it's just all about doing my role, doing my job, do my job, then help out later. So really, my mentality out there is just go, do your place, do your job, and go get them. What's uh, what are your thoughts on the upcoming game against uh, Mill Creek? How are we, uh, how's the defense looking? How's the preparation going? You know, what are you studying on film, and what are you looking for? really are looking for the running back and the tight ends really we're really keen on the tight ends right now trying to see how they're going to line up the situation and depending on how they do it's depending on how we play steven that's a very professional answer you've you've done this once or twice in your life it's great to hear from you steven want to wish you all the luck on friday as we're going to bring up our special teams player of the week isaac bonacci steven thanks for your time thank you too special teams player of the week's uh, not Isaac Bonacci. That's your brother. The better-looking Bonacci, Philip Bonacci. Philip, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, young fella? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Sorry about that. You guys look so similar. You guys are both good-looking young fella, both kickers, soccer players. Um, you had yourself a heck of a game. You bombed a 40-yard field goal to put us up and uh, did a great job on kickoffs. You were asked to do a lot uh, this game, and uh, you delivered each time. Congratulations. Nice work, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so going into preparation for having that special teams, how many different formations and sets are we looking at that you have to be prepared to run at any time? It's a lot. It's a lot. Just plugging in these plays and different. There's so many new kickoffs we're learning, and we just got to execute them, basically. Love it. Um, 40-yard field goal. Tell, talk to me about how you're setting up, what your preparation is looking like, and what you're doing to make sure that uh, you get that ball through the uprights. Yeah, so we passed the 50, and I started warming up, and I just warmed up in the net and standing by Coach Swick and waiting for him to call a field goal if we get out of, get in range, and we get in there, and basically I just got to keep my airflow going back and over. I just got to stay focused. I can't be thinking about anything. My mind's got to be clear. It's got to be focused on this kick. So, And I just let my leg do the work. So is uh, is 40 pretty much your max range, or you got a little bit more in the tank? We'll see. Not going to answer that question? We'll see. Okay. All right, Philip. Well, we want to thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. You've been a guest a few times here. Up next, we're going to bring in offensive player of the game, TJ Wilcox. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Wilcox. You had yourself quite the night, man. You were slinging it out there in the rain, dude. Yeah. You had yourself a nice, like, I think it was almost a 55-yard dot yeah, to your 50. guy, Elijah Patillo, who took it to the house. You did a lot of good work there. Mm. You want to talk about the play? Yeah, man, let's talk about the play. Tell me what's going through your mind. Tell me what okay. you're keen on. So all night, you know, it was a rainy night, so we was trying to focus on the short, the short, um, the short plays, so we were throwing screens all night, and then we threw a screen right before that play, and then we gave them the same look. The corner bit down on the, the screen, and then Elijah went over top, and then the rest was history. Um, 
tell us about how difficult it is to throw the football in the rain. That, when that pigskin gets slick, yeah, that thing is tough to grip. Luckily, you got some big old hands on you, son, <laughs> and you were slinging it around all night long. Yeah, like 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 football players were talking about. They love playing in the rain. Like I hate playing in the rain so much because playing in the rain, like you got to grip onto the ball. I got to wipe my hands every two seconds. The center snaps be all over the place. The receivers not catching ball. Like it's just everybody got focused a lot more because of the rain. Like if I play defense, I probably like the rain, but throwing the ball, I don't like it. <laughs> Talk to us about the running attack that we were able to kind of establish. We were able to get some things on the ground going. Keep Mountain View honest is the biggest thing. Mm. What's what's the game plan against Mill Creek, or what are we looking to do uh, do against those uh, those Hawks? So what's the game plan for Mill Creek this week? Um, this week during Mill Creek, we're looking to establish a run early and be consistent on offense after then. What do you got to say to your defense who kept us in the game that entire time? You know, it, it's nice when the offense complements the defense and vice versa. What do you got to say to those guys on their side of the field? Um, the offense, we really appreciate our defense. Whenever we need to stop, our defense is always there to stop them. Whenever we need a turnover or, like, a big turning point in the game, the defense is always there to take care of that job, and then offense does rest from there. And it's also the guys that you're going up against in practice every single day. I mean, you're you're not going up against a bunch of slouches. You guys are going up against five star, four star, three star mm-hmm. defensive linemen, outside linebackers, defensive backs. You're going up against great guys. That's got to make you better as a quarterback, right? It also makes my line, my receivers, my running backs, everybody better because us not us going against like actual varsity players and not JV players. It makes it easier when the game comes because we're not, oh, crap, they're moving a lot faster than we're used to because we're used to JV players at practice. Like, playing as varsity players really help. I feel really helps our offense. I think that's, uh, that's a great way to look at it, TJ. TJ, congratulations on a great game. Uh, Thank you. Field general for Collins Hill High School in 2023. Uh, want to uh, wish you the absolute best on Friday against Mill Creek. Thank you, Coach. Absolutely, man. Up next, our academic advisor, Miss A. Miss A, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. We're happy to have you. Uh, A lot of people may recognize your voice who are alumni of Collins Hill High School. Give us a little background. What year? Where'd you go to college? I graduated in 2009 from Collins Hill, and I went to Georgia State University. All right. Love it. And then you came back in, I think it was last year you came back, or two years ago? 2021. 2021. That's a good year to come back to Collins Hill High School. It's a good year to get involved. Miss A is our academic advisor, and honestly, that woman is around our program all the time. She's sitting at practice, hanging out. Man. The kids absolutely love her. Tell us, tell us how, what you're doing to to make sure that those guys are, are a passing their classes, b being ready for the next level in college, and and c de- developing a personal relationship with a lot of these kids because a lot of these kids go to you for things outside yeah. academics. Yeah, I think it's you hit it right on the nail with the personal relationships. Um, I think that is how I start the bond with the kids. And then once I feel like I have a close enough relationship with them, then I kind of punch them over the head with the uh, academics. <laughs> Are you saying that you use your friendliness to beat them over the head to do better in school? How dare you? Absolutely. Well, that's but a great thing because a lot of those kids definitely do need it. do. And it's kind of, it's, I, I'm not old enough to be their mom. 
I could be their sister, so it's kind of like a mom-sister bond relationship. Um, and I just try to make sure that they understand that even if you don't go on to college, that academics is still important. Absolutely, 100%. What's, uh, what's, what's your game plan on Friday in terms of being at the game? Are you up in the box helping out calling plays? <laughs> Are you helping the kids get the kids study? Are you on the sidelines just stressing out the whole time? Because so, kind of like how I am. Yes, I'm, it's our pink out game. So I just try to make sure on Fridays I try to have snacks for them, water, positive affirmations. I'm kind of like the sideline cheerleader, the quiet sideline cheerleader. Well, <laughs> I know for a fact I can speak to everyone on the coaching staff and for the kids. They absolutely adore you. They love you to death, and we're happy that you're part of our program, and we're looking for you know continued success academically and on the field, which is really fun. Yes, it is. It is. It's a joy. What's sure. your What's your message to the to the student population that may not be athletes for Friday night? Where should they be at about seven thirty? They need to be in those stands, screaming and yelling and cheering us on. They don't understand how participation goes a long way. Can I get a commitment from Miss A that if we have over 5,000 students there, which we don't have in the school, but 5,000 people on our sideline, that you are going to try to do a back handspring? Oh, yeah. I'll do a round off. I'll do a, a cartwheel. Yeah. All right. You heard that student population. <laughs> we got 5,000 people on our sidelines. Miss A on the sideline yes. will be doing a round off back handspring with a, a triple sow cow. Absolutely. All right. I want to thank you for your time, Miss A. Thank you. Up next are Hair on Fire Award, Elijah Patillo. Elijah Patillo, welcome back to the podcast. This couple, you've been on here a couple times, haven't you? Yes, sir. Caught yourself a 50-yard touchdown bomb along with a couple other catches. How many did you have on the game? Uh, I have four receptions for 93 yards. And a touchdown. Yes, sir. I'm definitely picking you up and put you on my fantasy team. <laughs> That's production. From a guy who a lot of people are kind of sleeping on. Yeah, they keep tell him keep sleeping though. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love it when they sleep on you because you're just gonna blow right by him. Yeah. So talk to us about that play. How difficult was it in the rain to kind of get that catch and to take it to the house? Uh, honestly, I told my coaches, I, I they, they was like, we gotta get, we gotta throw the ball. So I said, give me the ball. I took off my gloves, and I just trust the guy. When you're when you're over there looking over your left shoulder, watching that ball come in with the rain is kind of like messing with your vision at all, or are you just locked in on that ball? Yeah, nah, I was I was already locked in for the play. I told TJ if he throw the ball to me, I'm gonna score, and he trusted me. It's kind of nice to be able to have that trust with and relationship with your quarterback, and that's really kind of shown this week where you guys have really been on point together, where he's putting the ball where only you can get it, and you've been making some really nice plays. Uh, going up and you know fishing the ball, you know in space. Yeah, it's really um, like after practice work. Me and him, we always getting work, getting timing down, so we can be able to do what we do in, on Fridays. Love it. Well, hey, so what are you, what's your message to Eagle Nation, and uh, what are we uh, looking forward to on uh, Friday? Uh, my message to Eagle Nation is we coming, we we are coming, and what we gonna do on Friday? We gonna we gonna dominate. We gonna dominate all four quarters. 48 minutes. You heard it here first. Domination in four quarters from our senior wide receiver, Elijah Patillo. Junior. Ju ju you're coming back? Yes, sir. That's confirmed. He's coming back for his senior se season. He's not going to be entering the NFL draft. Love it. <laughs> Elijah, thanks for your time. All right, thank you. All right, Coach Swick, come on back to the podcast. going to ask you a few more questions. Coach Swick, 
You've uh, you've got a little special person there sitting on your lap right now. Who's this? Uh, this is my daughter, Bennett Harper Swick. She's getting ready to have her third birthday come up in November. That's pretty exciting there, Bennett. And uh, I do have a really important thing that I, I have. To go Eagles. That's right, Bennett. We're going to say go Eagles. What's your message to Eagle Nation as we head out to uh, on Friday? Go Eagles. That's right. Um, again, just make sure you uh, continue to support these boys. You know, we've uh, we've had a great season this year. You know, we've been in a lot of, uh, you know, our schedule has been very, very tough. But uh, every game that we've been in, you know, our kids have never quit. And that's a, that's a, that's a hard thing to, to come by these days. You know, when, when times get tough, you know, kids are more likely to quit. And these boys, they just keep fighting and scratching every single week. And, uh, you know, it shows on the field and in the classroom as well. And uh, we just want to make sure that you all support these kids. And, uh, you know, again, Collins Hill is a very, very special place to me and, and a lot of these people around here. And, you know, we just wanted to make this place the best it can be. So, again, go Eagles, and uh, we can't wait to see you on Friday. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for your time. And as always, it's a great day go to Eagles. be an Eagle. That's right, Bennett.